Welcome to The Treehouse Project, where together we will build a better you to build a better life. I'm your host, Leah, and in no particular order, this is just a little bit about me. I'm an avid reader, single mum to a beautiful boy, and a lover of pretty much all food and alcohol. Join me as we navigate our way through the everyday crap that holds us back from a better you and a better life. You heard me right, I said better, not perfect. Fuck perfect. Hi everybody and welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about the topic of how to stop comparing yourself to others. Now if you were lucky enough to sign up to my mailing list you will have received a little cheat sheet on this topic just providing you with some tips and tricks on how to stop it. Uh, If you didn't don't stress it is still available. Uh, Feel free to email me at thetreehouseproject.com aus at gmail.com and I can definitely forward you through the details or you can also head to our socials as well and you'll find everything that you need there. All right, let's get started. Throughout this episode, we will take a look into the five tips uh, in that cheat sheet that can really assist you in stopping that comparison game we play with ourselves. Sometimes it can happen every day, doesn't always, but you'd be surprised at how often you do do it. Now, in the words of our illustrious leader, Prime Minister ScoMo, uh, he would have simply said, stop it. Now, let's be honest, it's not that easy or that simple, and you can't all of a sudden just stop comparing yourself to others at the drop of a hat. Uh, But I'm hoping that these tips will help you catch yourself doing it um, and maybe even able to change some of the habits you form so that it doesn't happen so often. All right, let's get on to the first one. So number one, avoid triggers and switch off. So the biggest part about comparing yourself to others is that you happen to do this when things trigger something in your brain that require you to think that way. So you need to be aware of what those triggers are and why they start you thinking, why they start making you think that you're not as good as someone else. Um, So some of the questions that I'd like you to ask yourself is what situations do you find yourself in that kick off that comparison game? You know, is there someone that constantly brags about themselves or do they make suggestions when talking to you that your life doesn't seem to be as good as theirs or that they have something that you don't? There might be even uh, certain activities that you do that put these thoughts in your head that make you feel like crap. You know, um, I know for me, it's like walking through a high end shopping mall sometimes or even driving through an expensive neighborhood. Um, you need to take note of what these activities are and the people who um, who trigger these moments um, and that put you in that mind frame. I'd really like you to write down a list and you may need to expand on that list as moments change in your life. Um, And if you're lucky enough, you'll even be able to take some of those away when they no longer become a trigger. So just try to catch yourself when you feel that comparison game kicking in. It won't always, you you won't always be able to catch yourself. Um, and at first you probably won't even notice you've started that game until you're well and truly in that deep dark hole, but it will get easier. Uh, it will happen less and less. Uh, one of the biggest triggers for some people, and I include myself in this is social media, you know, so why do we, why don't we just stop using social media and disconnect altogether? Um, 
I know you, I know that's not possible for everyone, but I think it is important that you give yourself a break. Everyone does bang on about social media and how it's bad for your mental health and, you know, all that stuff. But I sometimes wonder, and I've done it myself, have you actually thought about how much you're on social media and how much it consumes your day? Social media has many uses and one being communication and connection. Uh, I understand that during the current crisis of COVID-19, this is important. And for some people, it is their only lifeline to others. So I'm not saying stop it altogether, especially if you do need it. But I, you know, are you using it to benefit you or are you just using it because you're bored? You know, I'm not saying move to the middle of bumfuck nowhere and start sending smoke signals. But how much does it actually consume your everyday life? You know, take the time to really look at how much you're using your devices. Now, this is not a sponsored ad by any means, but I do believe that that information from Apple with your screen time information that they give you at the end of every week is really important. Now, if you do have an Android, I hope that we aren't friends. Joking. Um, But I am assuming that they would have a similar setup. And I'd really like you to take the time just for one week to use it and really start to look at how much you use your device every day because uh, you'd be surprised at how you're willing to change those habits once you realize how much you use it. Now, I do understand that some people use their devices for work activities and emails and things like that. But, you know, if you are able to differentiate between what is for work and what is for personal, then it could be of a real use to you. So now that we've spent a little time on you know, how much we spend, time we spend on social media and our devices um, and, you know, what triggers we need to be aware of. I think it's a really good time to now look at what we do for ourselves. So this brings me to number two, which is invest in yourself. Now, what could you do better with your time and what could you do for yourself? So, you know, if, you, if you're going to look at how much you use your device over, re, over the week and really look at how much time you spend on it, what could you be doing better with that time? You know, what could you do for yourself instead of reacting to those triggers and comparing yourself to others and sinking into that hole? Now, indulge in an activity that makes you feel good. You know, it should inspire you. God's sake, find something, anything (laughs) that makes you laugh, anything at all. You know, you don't have to think too far outside the box and it doesn't have to take too much time or even too much money. You know, we put so much effort into making sure that we care for others and us mums, hands down, we do that way too much. But you would be surprised at how much you don't take, how much time you actually don't make for yourself, regardless of whether you have kids or not. You know, if you work, then you spend eight plus hours a day with your co-workers. You spend your mornings and your evenings either getting ready for work, getting others ready or making dinner and then getting ready for bed. So at what point during that entire process do you actually do something that is for you and just you? Earlier, I asked you to write down that list of what triggers you. Well, now I want you to write down a list of the things that you will do for yourself, things that are going to make you happy. Um, you know, I don't care if there's only one thing on the list, but I, I want you to write it down and I want you to try to practice doing that one thing for yourself at least once a week and then moving to do it on a more regular basis. You know, obviously it does depend on what that thing is that makes you happy. You know, the time frame may vary. 
Um, you know, for example, if it's skydiving, well, that might be a little bit tricky to do that once a week, but you get my drift. Now, you may even look at expanding your skill set, especially now where you may have more time on your hands. You know, there's lots of opportunities and um, for free courses or even looking at opportunities of something you always wanted to do. Uh, for myself, it's this podcast. Um, you know, I've got the time now and I've got the opportunity to set it up and get it where I want it to be. So, you know, and that's making me happy. But, you know, you, you just need to do something for you. Um, you know, for I've spent the last 10 years of my life trying to be the best mom, you know, at times a good girlfriend and even a great employee. Uh, but I did lose what was important to me. I lost that little part of me that made me happy. Um, I've always, I always have. And even to this day, I struggle with the fact that I want everyone around me to be happy. Not that I'm a people pleaser, but I just want them to enjoy life. And sometimes it can be at the expense of myself and even my sanity. Um, but in the last 12 months, I've definitely gone through a few major road bumps and it's made me realize that I've been putting a lot of things in my life in the wrong order. And I realized I can't be the best mom or great employee, you know, if I don't put myself first, I no longer need to be a good girlfriend, been single for a while now and loving it. Um, but you do need to make sure that you do take time for yourself so that you can help others. I really do believe in the saying that you can't give from an empty cup. It's so true. You know, so what will you do for yourself that is just for you? You know, just do it, you know, find five minutes for yourself and do something for you. Brings me to number three, um, you know, just say thank you. you know, be grateful. It might seem weird, um, but look at what you have. Now, you may have different ways that you want to do this other than actually saying thank you. Um, that may seem a bit weird to you, but that's, you know, don't be picky with what you're grateful for is probably a good place to start. It can be the smallest things like the way your sheets feel after you shave your legs. Um, you know, I know most of you ladies will understand that amazing feeling. Uh, it can be everything and anything. There is literally no limit to how many things you're allowed to be grateful for. One way to remind yourself of these things is a gratitude journal. I know, I know, more writing, <laughs> but it, it can honestly take as little as a minute. Um, I'm still getting used to this as part of my daily routine, but remember, this can be part of investing in yourself. So, you know, give it a try. Even if it's only a couple of times a week to start, just try to get into that habit of, um, you know, building this a part of your new daily routine. I'm finding for me that the, the moment before I go to bed is the easiest time for me to do my gratitude, my three things that I'm grateful for. Um, I do this because sometimes by the time I get to the end of the day, I've got everything running through my head and it just seems a bit much. And, you know, if I'm finding, finding it hard or struggling to find three things that I'm grateful for, then I can just stop and go, you know what, cool. Well, what did I do from the moment I woke up today that I'm grateful for? You know, it can be honestly as simple as that. Um, another way to do it is even just spend time with the ones you love, you know, friends, family, pets, um, or if you're someone like me and you've turned into one of those succulent growing introverts, <laughs> hang out with your own cactus. Um, you know, just hang out with them, enjoy their company. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll be able to create some of those amazing memories. And guess what you can use those amazing memories for? Be grateful. <laughs> you 
you know, so there is also an opportunity to take some time and be mindful. This again is one of those things that you have to take time for. Put aside time for a warm bath or a nice hot shower, or if you have the right mind frame and the right mindset to do it, maybe even meditate. You know, meditating for even five minutes of an evening before you go to bed is proven to give you a better night's sleep. So, you know, it doesn't take long. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, And any one of these methods for practicing gratitude will give you that, give your mind less time to play that comparison game and more time on working on yourself. And at the end of the day, I just want you to be happy with who you are and what you have in your life. So it does bring me to the next tip, which is number four, celebrate all your wins, big or small, you know, especially during this time, celebrate everything. You know what I celebrated recently? I went a whole day without buying something online. See, win. And obviously my credit card is super appreciative. You know, even making it out of your PJs and putting on a bra for God's sake, or taking a sh- or having a shower two days in a row. These are all wins. You know, unfortunately our current culture has given us these unrealistic ideas of what success actually means. So it means that you think that something that you're proud of might not be a big enough of a win but guess what they are to you you know if you get that split second moment where you feel proud of something you've done then run with it you know and you should share them with others you will be surprised at how many people relate to these little wins and if you don't feel comfortable sharing them with everyone that's fine you know maybe try your friends or your family or a support group that you have or better yet even write it down you know make it one of those things you're grateful for Kind of a two birds, one stone situation there. Now, obviously, don't feel pressured to have a win every day or week or even month. But when they happen, I just want you to get excited. You know, your wins should make you feel better about yourself. They should push you to want more wins and bigger wins. You know, but going back to that unrealistic idea of success works perfectly with this last tip. Number five expectations versus reality. Now, have you ever looked at a social media post and thought, God, I'd love those clothes. I want that hair and I want that big old booty. Guess what? Nine times out of 10, the people in those posts are showing off an expectation of that lifestyle. They're going to use filters and angles. And in some cases, either good or really bad Photoshop to get the results that they're showing you. And if you were to take a closer look at their lives, you may find the imperfections that each of us have. You know what? Those imperfections make you, you. Embrace it, bitches, because nobody else has those imperfections and they are unique to you. You know, it scares me when I see some people using social media to find an idol. Now, there is a difference between having an idol or a role model in your life that you follow for a positive impact and then using that particular person to kind of set up uh, you know, a set of standards that you're going to compare yourself with. You know, your idol or your role model should really inspire you. They should make you feel empowered to better yourself and to make change. They definitely shouldn't make you question how you look, feel, or act about yourself. If you follow anyone in your life that doesn't give you the drive to move forward and is holding you back mentally or physically, fuck them off. It may sound harsh, but seriously, I don't care if it's a celebrity, a musician, someone you work with. If you see their posts and are more likely to wish you were like them rather than be proud of them and it makes you feel like shit, then fuck them off. 
You know, why are you following them? If you look at their posts and they make you smile or they make you want to drive change in your life, then keep them around. They're the kind of people that you want in your life. Okay, now those are the five tips that I'm hoping will give you a little bit of guidance in the area of comparing yourself to others. For joining me on this episode, I'm going to give you an extra bonus tip because I'm a bit nice like that. So number six is compare yourself to yourself. You know, look at how far you've come. Compare yourself now to what you were a month ago, two months ago, 12 months ago, you know, two years ago, however far back you want to go and look at how you react in certain situations or how you hold yourself or how you interact with people and how you do that now compared to how you did that before. You know, for example, um, I've had to deal with being stood down due to COVID-19, just like many others. But unlike most people, I also went through a similar situation about 12 months ago. Um, Lucky me was made redundant. Yay! So twice in the space of a year, I've had my career either taken from me or put on hold. Um, I've definitely handled the current situation much better than I did last time. When I was made redundant, it was super chaotic and I did not cope well. You know, there was lots of uncertainty, very little communication. And I very quickly spiraled down into that deep hole of just shit. You know, I was having anywhere up to five panic attacks a day and some of those would last for hours. I was getting little to no sleep and needless to say, I was eating all the comfort food I could get my hands on. And then I stopped and I look at myself now and I fast forward to the situation that I'm going through now and how I've handled it so differently. Uh, Don't get me wrong, the uncertainty is still happening and, you know, it's changing every day. But it's also about, you know, me being able to take each day as it comes. I've had maybe only a handful of panic attacks through this whole process in the last couple of months and they don't last long. And I can feel them coming on and I put myself in a position where I can work through them. You know, I fuel my body with great food and I make sure that I go for a walk and I get out and I get some fresh air. Um, I can honestly say that I am super proud of the person I am today and how I'm handling this situation now. You know, what I've been able to work through and how I've been able to compare those two situations. I know that I've come so far and I am slowly working towards that better life that I hope for each and every one of you as well. Now, I want to take this time though to mention that if you like, you do need to be very careful when you find yourself comparing yourself to others, as it can lead to anxiety and even depression. Uh, if you feel like you're suffering suffering from anxiety or depression, I do encourage you to talk to someone, friend, family member, colleague. Um, or if you feel like that that's not possible for you, then, you know, there are people out there that can help you. Um, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or even Beyond Blue on 1300 224 You're never alone and you should always remember that. Um, this is a place where, you know, we're going to have some pretty honest, brutal conversations, but I also want you to think of it as a safe space as well. And I hope that you were able to gather some really good information today to help you. Uh, this is a process that that does take time. And I want you to feel free to revisit this podcast at any time to refresh your memory and go through those tips. Um, next week, we're going to take a bit of a dive into mental health. Um, so on the next episode, we're going to deal with 
just some ideas and ways of working around your mental health while you're at home. I know some of you will be at home more than you were before. Um, so I think it's really important. Um, but it's also important in our everyday lives, even when we do kind of head back to that normality post um, this crisis. So I hope you join me and I'll see you there. Hopefully you made it this far and you got some really great information or at least you didn't fall asleep. Thank you for taking the time to listen and I'd love for you to subscribe. If you like what you heard today, hell, even if you didn't, I'd love for you to leave a review. I look forward to you joining me on the next episode and remember, better, not perfect. Fuck perfect. Perfect.